You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Four Fit Fatherhood Podcast, a podcast for fathers by fathers, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance, and fitness. And uh, this is another live episode. Um, again, we're talking about accountability and being accountable and making sure that I show up here in this group uh, live uh, for this channel, live for followers, and then continuing to do the podcast. As I mentioned, this month, there are going to be no interview episodes every episode this month and the month is coming to an end. So we've got a couple interview episodes coming up, but every episode this month is just going to be me uh, talking about things that have kind of come up uh, either through social media, through conversations in some of my coaching groups and conversations with my, with my immediate circle of fathers and, and men that I hang with. Um, and just kind of sharing those things with you as well as commentary on some of the posts that have been going up, why I'm posting them and things of that nature. Um, so first things first, again, I've been mentioning this month, we're talking about um, the need to have a brotherhood, the need for a community, uh, the idea that men have to do this thing alone and we don't have to do it alone. We need to have a brotherhood and a community um, as men, as fathers, as husbands to help push and pull us. I posted something by Rabbi uh, Rabbi Manis. Uh, we're talking about never push your children or don't push your child. Instead, pull them. Um, instead show them the lifestyle by living a certain way so that they see it and they want to do it as well. And kind of along those same lines, uh, there's the idea of these, these brotherhoods, these communities. And like I said, I'm condensing them all into one, uh, one group, one discord group, uh, that encompasses all of the four different things that I've been working on, all those different communities kind of coming together because I realized there's a crossover. And that's what this episode is actually going to be about, uh, the man, father, husband crossover. Um, but getting back to what I was talking about, um, you know, the the post by Manus received kind of different opinions. Some people are like, yes, you have to push them uh, because if you don't push them, then they won't do it or they'll quit. Some people are like, this is great advice. You want to pull them and show them, be, be a role model, be an example. And my reply, if you've seen the post, you see me replying uh, to multiple people. Um, is I think that is two sides to one coin, right? There's a heads and the tails on every coin. It's technically three sides to a coin because if you stand it up, that part that goes around it is a side. Just depends on how you look at it. But two sides to this push and pull, right? It's, it's more of a, a mindset shift than it is a different parenting perspective, or it may, it maybe it is a different parenting perspective because when a child is getting started in something, um, unless they stumble upon it on their own, you are typically pushing them into it, right? Like no kid at the age of four is like, Oh man, I really want to go to school now. Can you find me a school to go to? Right? So you are typically pushing them to go to school, but then once they get there, they see the people in school, the teachers, the other kids, the students, and then all of a sudden they're being pulled now by those other people. Uh, those other people are kind of pulling out of them, uh, you know, fun and exciting ways to learn, hopefully, right? Um, 
And so, yes, there is typically an initial push for something, but then sometimes things are just pulled, right? And I, I told somebody this, this probably this exact thing. And so sometimes you have to be pushed in order to find out you were able to do something. But on the same token, we may say that we faced a, a, an obstacle and it pulled something out of us we didn't know we had. Very similar results, but just a different perspective on how it came about, right? Like, you can push somebody to do something, but you can also pull them. And it's just a, a different way to look at it. There are some things that you may need to push. You may need to push your kid to get more involved in X, Y, and Z. You may need to push your kid to start doing something. But then once they start, uh, it's more of a pull, right? You're pulling them along. Like, for example, my daughters play sports. <clears throat> I never played softball. But there was a sport that they seemed like they liked. So I kind of was like, hey, go play. Right. But now because they're playing, I gave them an initial push, kind of overcome the inertia, kind of get, get the ball rolling. Now to continue to pull them forward or pull things out of them, we go play catch, uh, set up the team, we go hit in the backyard, we do some building like I'm pulling out of them things that they didn't know they had. I'm pulling out of them. And one, they like to do it now because it's fun. They get to spend quality time with dad. Two, they notice that they're getting better now. And so I'm pulling them along by my example. I enjoy it, right? I'm having fun. We're out there playing catch. I'm having fun. We're out there uh, hitting the ball around. So then they're having fun. That's me pulling. Like I don't necessarily have to be the best at whatever it is, but me showing interest in what they're interested in increases their level of interest. Now it becomes fun. It becomes exciting. And so when we say you push or you pull, again, it's just all in how you how you frame it, right? Um, I don't think one is wrong or one is right. I think you do what's necessary. It's situational. Um, if you have to continue to push your kid to do something, you may want to think about, is that something that kids should be doing? Obviously, if it's school related, um, and even that, right? Like you don't have to actually be in school to show kids that school is important, that you care about their academics. You can yell at them. You can, you can get angry at them. You can frustrate them for having bad grades. But if you never sit down with them and do the homework, or if you never help them research for that paper that they have to write, or you never get involved, then they are seeing from you that it's not that important to you. So then how important should it be to them if you're their leader? If my leader doesn't think this is an important thing for me to do, my role model, the person I look up to doesn't care enough about this thing. They only want me to do it and I don't even like it and they don't care about it. So you know, eventually they're going to get over it and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Right. Anyway, all that's a side note. There was a little crossover there. But again, talking about what we want to talk about this week, uh, if you can see behind me, there's like a, a Venn diagram um, talking about man, husband and father. Um, I think there's a lot of talk about these three topics separately, um, but I think there is a, a crossover, right? So they aren't like three separate areas of your life or three separate areas of your manhood because they all kind of involve you being man. Um, I think they do have some separate responsibilities. Like if I'm just a single man, I don't have the responsibilities that a husband has. I don't have the responsibilities that a father has. And so I have all of this stuff to kind of dedicate just to me, right? But, but when I become a husband, now that crossover part in the middle, I have man responsibilities. 
I have husband responsibilities, and then I have that sweet spot in the middle where all the magic happens, right? Same thing. If I'm a man and I'm a father, maybe I'm not married, but I'm a father to a child, there's that sweet spot in the middle, right? But when you are all three, as I am all three, I'm a man, I'm a father, and I'm a husband, there's that crossover in the middle where those three things, like those, that level of responsibility is, is a heightened level of responsibility. I think sometimes we, and this happens a lot, right? Like you see people draw this like circle and there's like the things you can control are on the outside, the things you control on the inside. It's like that, right? It's like we concern ourselves with so much with one or, or two parts of this that the other part gets left off. Or we only concern ourselves with uh, what we consider to be a man and manhood and then all of the other aspects of our manhood that would make us a better father and a better husband are forgotten about because we don't play in that crossover area. Like we're not in here, right? We're playing in all this man area up here that's cool, right? You're doing a great job being a man, but you suck at being a husband and you suck at being a father. So you got to pull yourself down, right? Some of us may be great men and not and like good husbands. So we're in this area, but we we haven't crossed over into this fatherhood area yet. Right. So we're killing the, the manhood and, and husbandry. But then when the kid comes in, we have to now be able to move into that next space. And when we move into the next space. There's some clearing out that has to happen. Right. Because I if, if I as I'm taking on a new role, if I'm taking on new responsibilities, I do still have some of my old responsibilities. But the mindset and the way I went about accomplishing those responsibilities now has to be taken in the frame of references that I'm not just a single man anymore. I'm also a husband. So I have another person that when I do things, I have to be considerate of. I have to be thinking about it. I have to be aware of how that makes her feel or how she may respond to a certain situation. So while I'm, I'm kicking ass as a man, I also have to understand that I am not alone. And so I have to do a good job of making sure I take care of my partner. Then once I add some more responsibility to it and I become a father. Now I've got multiple people that I have to be uh, a man to and a man for, right? And now I have to be a good husband to that wife uh, so that I can show a great example to my child of what a husband and a man is. And so there's like this, this kind of thing that just continues rolling. And I think, like I said, we, we focus on, and this is what we do as men is like, I'm really good at a task. If you give me a list, I can like it pretty. I'm not a great cook, but if you give me a recipe, I can pretty much make it taste like what they're supposed to. Right. Like it's not going to be like your mom's special recipe where she put a little extra this and a little, little dab of that. And she you sprinkle on it a little bit. It's not going to be like that. But what it's supposed to taste like is what it's going to taste like, because I can follow directions really well. Right. You give me a task. I can go take care of that task. And as men, that's kind of we're fixers. Right. You give us a task. We take care of the task. Right. Somebody says, be a good man. We figure out what. OK, what does that mean? Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to be a good man. Right. And then we go kill being a man. But we are also forgetting that we're a man and a father. Right. We're a man and a father or a man and a husband. And so then somebody says, OK, well, now you got to be a good husband. So then we abandon <laughs> all the parts of us that make us a good man. And then we just start killing the husbandry. And they're like, wow, uh, you know, you're losing parts of yourself because you're just becoming like I don't know how to like explain it any more than that is like you have to. All of this, right, all of these three circles are all you. And that's the tough part of being a husband, a father and a man is that you have all of these responsibilities. But 
you actually signed up for this. <laughs> you signed up to be a husband. When you proposed, you signed up to be a husband. Uh, the manhood part, sorry, dog. That's just the, that was the roll of the dice. That was the that was fate. You just became you were born the way you were born, and then you elected to stay that way. Uh, and that's a you know, that's for another conversation. You elected to stay that way, and as you grew, you became a man. So you have these responsibilities to be a man, these things that you do, the way that you act, the way you carry carry yourself, conduct yourself around people. Um, all that stuff, right? And somewhere along the line, you met a, met somebody that you thought you were interested in and you felt like you wanted to have that person be a part of the rest of your life. And so you became a husband to that person. And now you've added on an additional responsibility. You literally signed up for that one, <laughs> right? So you can't complain about it, right? You can't complain about your plate being full, but then ask people to give you more or ask God to give you more or add more onto the plate. Right. Like if you you decided you were going to be a husband. So you got to do the best job that you can to be a husband. Right. Then you and your and your lady decide that you're going to have kids and you committed to it. Right. You made sure you you, you did what you know what I mean, you, you shot up the club, you didn't pull out whatever you want to do, whatever you want to call it. Um, and now 10 months later, nine months later, you got a kid. Signed up for it. All those responsibilities. Right. And so you're going to have to you're going to have to take care of that. But what the cool part about it is, is that crossover spot, that spot in the middle where all three circles align is where, where you make magic happen, right? Because if you're a really good, I always say this to, to young dads um, that are, you know, cause a lot of us grew up without fathers or some kind of weird father situation where dads were in and out or whatever dad worked a lot, or uh, he was, wasn't available for whatever reason, or he just wasn't there, whatever. Right. Um, and then the question for new dads, a lot of times the guys I work with, especially is like, you know, I don't know if I can be a good dad. I don't know what a good dad is. I've never seen one. Right. And so I'm trying to figure it out all on my own. And my challenges to them is typically just be a good man. Right. Like if you it's hard to be a bad father if you're a good man, because a lot of that stuff like that, if you look at the area between man and father is much bigger right? That's a whole lot of space right there, right? There's a lot of overlap. Whoa. There's a lot of overlap between man and, and father, right? Um, same if I'm, if I'm a man that's going to get married and like, I don't know, if I, you know, getting cold feet, I don't know, right? There's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of area that's covered there. Um, and so if you're doing a really good job of being a man, then by default, that overlap is going to help you. Right. Same kind of goes if you're doing a really good job being a father. Right. You're a really good father. Right. Because you're also a really good man. It means you have some compassion. You have some care. You, you nurture. You love unconditionally. You want to teach. You want to you want to be an example. Then it makes it easier to be a good husband as well, because the way that you love your children, you know, it's not in love. It's not romantic love, but that type of love. You can also have for your wife and vice versa, right? If you are a good man and then you you're working to be a good husband, uh, and your man your good manness goes up, right? Because of that crossover, and now you're a good man and a good husband. It makes you a, a ripe candidate to be a good father, right? So a lot of guys are like, especially like I say, the young guys that I talk to are really concerned about these two things, and like, how do I do it, right? 
you just you just have to and it's always going to be the always 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 i just posted about this today self-care the focus is always going to be on you first focus on you until the focus is on you right if you can make yourself a better man right and this is just going to take some some self-awareness and some personal evaluation like you're going to have to sit down with yourself if you're not content with where you are as a man like and not like because I'm not content with where I am as a man, but that's because I'm always trying to get better. I mean, like you sit down or you look at yourself in the mirror and you're, you're like, yo, I'm just not happy with the guy that I am right now. OK, cool. Now we need to do some inventory. What is it about the man that you are right now that does not feel right? That isn't what you want it to be. Right. What areas are you strong in? What areas are you weak in? What areas would you like to get better in? Did you, would you like to be, uh, uh, you know, it's like to be, uh, I don't know what, I, I don't even know what to, I don't know, right? Whatever it is that you want to get better at. What is that, right? Let's look at that. Okay. Now it's 2023. If you had a coach, they could probably lay it out for you. I got a, like a program that I lay out, you know, based on certain things, right? But 2023, very simple. Google. <laughs> if you're not good at something at the worst worst and you're going to get what somebody else put out there in the internet and so you got to take that with as much with a grain of salt or whatever but you look at that you google it like i want to be a better communicator boom google how to become a better communicator and you find that right and then you start working on those things because you want to get better right and then you find something else that you want to get better at and you do that work and you watch how like that rate like like they say uh rising tides raise all boats that is it with man with like manhood fatherhood and husband right if you're looking at yourself and you're like i want to be a better father um you know or i'm falling short in this area i want to be a better husband and i'm falling short in this area it's very simple if you <laughs> it's not easy but it's simple if you become a better man everything else goes along with it and that's where it's got to start whatever it takes for you to be a better man and i'm pretty sure if you're not being a very, a very good husband and you you sit down with your wife and say hey you know i Look myself in the mirror the other day and i didn't like who i saw and so i'm going to start working on x y and z because i think i need to be better in these areas hey what do you think that i should be working on all right cool let me take that and i'm gonna get to work i don't think that any woman in the world is gonna be like what i can't believe you trying to get better focusing on yourself and being selfish like if you if you're actually doing it and you're actually getting better you're probably gonna get high fives and handshakes Right. Like it's going to be, oh, for real, you really going to work on that? Go ahead, get after it. Right. And then you get after it and then you become better, a better communicator. So you talk to your wife differently and, and you talk to your kids differently and you start to see how they respond. Like, damn, this working on myself to be a better communicator is pretty good. Um, let me see the next thing. Oh, man, I'm really out of shape. This is what I do on day one with my fitness clients. Day one is, is, a, is a come to Jesus moment. Right. Here's 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 what it is. Uh, on their workout program. There's no workout. There's no nutrition. Day one is take a shower and then look at yourself in the mirror. Like literally look at yourself in the mirror. If you got a full mirror, cool. If you only got the half sink mirror where it's at, the, at you know, at the midsection, look at that, right? What is it that you see in that picture in that mirror and that reflection that is not what you want? That's where we're going to get to work. That's what we're going to do, right? Because that guy that's staring back at you isn't who you want him to be. And so we're going to get to work on that. 
right? And so again, if it's if it's being a better husband, right? Like you don't communicate well with your wife, or uh, a lot of guys talk about like desi- levels of desire. My, my wife doesn't want to have sex with me anymore, or you know, all these different things that happen in relationships. We don't we we're terrible at communication. Um, just just a variety of different things, right? All of that usually is a symptom of a bigger problem, like a cough. A cough is aggravating. A cough is annoying. A cough bugs you. It eventually causes some other things, but a cough is just a symptom of the cold. You're arguing usually isn't about arguing. Like people a lot of times will say that money is the biggest issue in relationships, but it's really not. It's the communication around the money. Somebody's spending more money than they should without the other person knowing or somebody's not making enough money without the other, you know, there's, that's usually the issue. And it's not the actual dollars and cents because you, I've seen a homeless family, man and woman, homeless man and woman look like they were living, they, they were deeply in love, right? But they were pushing a shopping cart and living outside, but they're happy together because they communicate. So money isn't the issue. There's plenty of homeless couples, right? That live together and have zero dollars, but are happy, right? So when people say money is the issue, I say money is a symptom. And there's actually a deeper lying problem that's probably communication, right? So as a, as a I want to be a better communicator. Okay, well, what does that mean? I need to learn how to actively listen, right? I need to know how, you know, I need to understand that a conversation is a two-way street. No matter how I feel about what I'm saying, if that person can't receive it and then reciprocate, then this conversation is going nowhere. They're going to shut down and we're going to argue back and forth. And so then we need to work on that. Um, And that's you as a man working on you being a better communicator, not you working with your wife on being better in communication together. That is a secondary, right? Because if you two work on being a better communication with each other, but you still don't know how to talk, it don't matter, (laughs) right? Like it has no, there's no bearing. There's no win there. Right. Um, same thing for, for like your being a father, right. Your kids are like, daddy's mean. <laughs> daddy's a tyrant. Daddy comes in and he's, he's yelling at us all the time. He's frustrated. He's quick tempered. Um, we hear that a lot, right? Like I hear guys tell me a lot, you know, I work all day. Uh, you know, I come home and I'm tired and they're, you know, they're, they all day they've been giving their mom trouble. Um, or they, they do this or that, or my wife makes me the disciplinarian. So I come in and I got to make sure, you know, I got to beat everybody and, uh, cuss people out. And, and so, okay. So we look at that. I don't like that about myself. I don't like that. I have such a short temper with my children. I want to have more patience. Okay. Patience is a symptom. What is the actual problem? Right. What is, what is the actual problem? Okay. Um, most people. Pap- yeah, true. Um, the The problem is probably not the kid. Like the kid, kids are kids. Like I told somebody this the other day, kids are kids, right? A three-year-old, five-year-old, 10-year-old are always going to make mistakes. They don't understand how to be an adult. They don't have the same breadth of knowledge as you. So when your son or daughter writes on the wall, it's not because they don't understand that writing on the wall is wrong. Um, or maybe they do, but they make mistakes. They made a mistake, right? then you flipping out because you're framing it as an adult. I would never draw on the wall. I can't understand why they would take crayons and draw on the wall. Well, if you've been drawing on eight by 11 paper and you look up and you got a 10 by 10 canvas, I'm going to be Picasso, right? Like I can draw on all of this. You mean this thing that I've been writing on 
with on this paper actually will write on this too. Oh man, I'm going to create a masterpiece, right? And so you flip out because they drew on the wall and it's not them drawing on the wall that's actually making you upset because you could probably wipe it off. You're resourceful enough. You could probably paint it. Uh, you can do what somebody I saw on Instagram do and put a frame around it. Um, but what it is, is that you are frustrated about so many other things. You don't have any outlets. You don't know how to manage your frustrations. You probably lack emotional discipline or emotional intelligence. And so your first reaction to something that isn't pleasant is anger. There's no process to it. You don't know how to process your emotions. Like and that's, that's a knock on most men is we don't know how to process our emotions because no one ever teaches us emotional intelligence. No one's ever really telling us how to have multiple emotions, how to understand what those emotions, how to know what we feel, right? Like when people ask you how you feel, you're like, ah, I'm good. Because we don't know anything else other than, okay, I'm good or I'm bad. Like, it's two sides to it. How you feeling? I'm good. How you feeling? Bad. Right? What is that emotion that you feel right now? I don't know. I'm cool. I'm chilling. <laughs> right? And that's just how we are. That's just what we do. And so in order to fix that or rectify that, then as a man, you got to work on your emotional intelligence and your self-awareness and your social awareness and like... Again, all of this stuff goes back to being a better man. And when we become a better man, we have the opportunity to become a better father. We become a better father, a better husband, like that crossover again and talking about that sweet spot. If you guys weren't in here to see that earlier, it fell on me. So I put it away, but I'll put it back in. It's going to fall again, though. Let's see if y'all can see it. Yeah, it's going to fall for sure. Anyway, uh, man, father, husband. <clears throat> anyway. I think somebody said something here on the uh, on Instagram that I want to kind of see if I can go back to it. It was a while back, though. The lack of compromise and ego, which breaks a couple, I think. Uh, yes, 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 yes. But again, so that's what we talk about. Like the if you look at the diagram, the crossover, right? If I'm just a single man, I just have single man responsibilities. But when I accept someone to be my partner in life, I no longer am just the red circle. Right. I'm the I'm I'm also the blue circle. And more importantly, I'm the area where those two cross. Right. I can't just be a husband. I can't just be a man. I've got to dominate this midsection. Right. I've got to compromise in my. Manhood somewhat, if you understand what I'm saying, like there's got to be some compromise. She's got to compromise in what her womanhood and not compromise in manhood in that way. I mean, like you can't just be man because you're not just man. You have to compromise and be husband and man. You have to be in both of these circles. And like I said, in that sweet spot, and when people don't want to do that, then my, my, you probably shouldn't be married. If the person you're with doesn't make you feel like you want to compromise and, and change and invest and, and grow then you probably shouldn't be with that person. The person that you you pick to be your lifetime partner should be somebody that both pushes and pulls you. <laughs> uh, that is two sides of the same coin and, and uh, it forces you to be a better version of yourself because you just want to be great for that person, right? Like the same thing for my kids. Like I posted something the other day where a guy was talking about, you know, a, a father is the only person in the world that wants his son to be better than him. And I think the point is, is that, because I'm a parent, I'm going to push and pull my children to be the best that they could possibly be because I know what I'm capable of. And I know if they're a product of me, 
and my wife, what they can potentially be capable of. And I don't want to see them sacrifice what their abilities are because they are complacent and and satisfied with what the world is giving them. I think they have opportunity. Like, I, I don't think that I think when a lot of times when people say, like, you could be anything, you tell kids you could be anything you want. And it's not true. Right. You can't be anything you want. Um, I think we've been we've been told that, and that's probably why we're in a situation where we are today, where every, where everybody literally thinks they can be anything they want. You can't be anything you want, but you can be something really, really amazing, right? Whatever it is, it can be something really, really amazing. It's not anything, right? Like you may not be able to be anything, but you could be something amazing, and that's up to you, right? And it's up to your the environment that you put them in, right? I can't tell my kid that she could be a uh, 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 what is it called when they ride horses? Forgot what it's called. Anyway, I can't tell her that she's going to be somebody that rides horses and I never take her to ride a horse, right? We never go out to the stables. She's never been to a horse race, right? I can't tell her she's going to be a jockey <laughs> and I never give her an opportunity to teach how teach, uh, to, to learn how to, to, how to ride a horse, right? So again, we when we say things, we have to understand what that means. Ultimately, um, I think as we move forward into this next month, into this next chapter, as we talk about more uh, the four pillars of fatherhood, which are faith, family, finance, and fitness, we talk about these three areas of of what it means to be man, father, and husband, the crossovers. Um, I think, you know, when we talk about it next week in the group, um, we're going to go live next week in the group. Uh, we'll probably do like a Zoom. Um, and I'll drop the link in here too. Uh, and on my social media, so you guys that are that are you know available to do it can hop in and you know talk about it a little bit, um, because I'm really curious, and this is why I like doing these like more in person like Zoom calls and things like that, because the interaction and the things that you get to learn from guys that you don't get here, right? Like if you guys could see, and I would never do this, but if you guys could see like my DMs and the conversations that I get to have with with other fathers, with other men, with other husbands, with things that are going on in their life. You get to get on some of these phone calls and listen to some of these podcast interviews and and get to hear and see some of these things like you 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 get to see where you rank um as a man and as a father and and you know what level of work you need to do in order to be better. Um and then also um, you know, when you are on the other side of it, if you're the one that's, you know, telling people great things, um, then you also see, okay, you know, X, Y, so-and-so did X, Y, and Z. And I can use that to continue to make sure that I'm better, that I don't slip up and do that, make that mistake because somebody else made it for me. I don't have to make it right. I think that's the beautiful part of being in a community and being in a group is, is one, the accountability aspect is that if I say that I'm going to do something and I got to do it because other people are holding me accountable to it. The, the second part of that is I get examples from people of what to do and what not to do. I get to learn lessons, right? I get to, uh, like I posted, or I, I think I put it in my uh, stories. Um, the guy um, had put like, he has his notes and in his notes is like wife's favorite Starbucks drink or size shoe. Like, you know, all these things that we don't really be knowing, but we like, ah, I'm, yeah, I got it. I think I know. And then we mess up the order and she'd be like pissed off and he put it in his notes, right? Like I was like, damn, that's a genius level. That's genius level husbandry right there. That is freaking brilliant. 
Um, and it's something that I'm going to do, right? I'm going to build out my notes section. So next time Christmas time come around, oh, yeah, she was talking about getting that gift. Let me check my notes. Got it. Boom. Size seven. Boom. Got it. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, where, where now we can be a little bit more active in the things that we do. We can be more thoughtful. We can be a little bit smarter. We're doing little things that help us be better, better men, because now we're being more resourceful, helps us be a better husband because we're now doing things that are, you know, going to make her happy. And if we're both happy, kids get to be happy. Right. All right, guys, again, think about that. Think about the crossovers. Uh, if you're just a, a man and a father, think about those crossovers, right? What are the good qualities of a man and how those affect you as a father? If you're lacking something, if you look in the mirror and you're not happy with who it is and who you are and start checking off some of those manhood boxes, I'm guaranteeing you that if you become a better man, whatever you deem that to be based on who you are right now and what your deficiencies are, you will see the other areas in your life improve, right? If you just get like fitness, for example, if you're not physically fit, you don't have to be a bodybuilder or a professional athlete, but if you aren't physically fit, if you aren't committed and dedicated to your fitness, right? And you do that and you get better at it. Watch how much better you become in your relationships. Watch how much better you become as a father. Just from that, it has nothing to do with the other two things at all. Right. It's all you centered. But watch how it changes how you are as an employee, how you are as a boss. If you just take the initiative to become a better man, everything else gets better. Right. And it's something that you can do because you can actively work on you. Other people you have no control over. But what you do have control over is what you do on a daily basis. Right. How you show up in the world and how you want to show up in the world. Then you go out and attack that. Right. So this is my challenge to you guys for this week, this weekend for you guys that are listening on the live. It's probably going to be Monday whenever this episode comes out. So you, for this week, um, so either this week or this weekend, get get yourself in front of a mirror, get yourself in front of a mirror and look at that. Look that MF in the eyes, man. And if he isn't who you think he's supposed to be, get to work, figure out what it is. Write it down, get it. You look yourself in the mirror, take a notepad in there. And every time you think of something that you want to be better at, you write that down and you stay in there until you finish writing. Right. And then when you finish writing, get to a computer, get to somewhere and start figuring out the process. Right. I'd be really interested to hear what some of you guys come up with. Um, again, link is in the bio for the discord. Um, it's not act. I mean, it's active, like as in it's open, you can join, but we're not active in there until June. Um, start posting some, some things in there. Um, as I mentioned next week, I'm not sure what day yet next week, I'm speaking to some young fathers tomorrow, um, about co-parenting, uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, so then next week, probably, man, maybe Wednesday, maybe Wednesday right after that, or, 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 uh, Friday, of next week, we'll, we'll send out a, a Zoom link and we'll get on and, and talk. Um, but I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what June has to offer. I'm excited for you guys to look in the mirror and see what it is that you need to work on, see what it is you need to get better at, um, and then start getting to work, man, and watch what happens. As you become better men, you become better everything else. Whatever title you put on top of a better man is a better that. All right. All right, fellas.
You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it. <laughs>